The FDIC swoops in when badly managed banks threaten to fail and cause local or regional financial havoc. But the agency has a few management challenges of its own. Its Office of Inspector General has released the 2019 list. Joining me in studio with the highlights, FDIC Inspector General Jay Lerner. Mr. Lerner, good to have you in. Thank you. Good to be here. All right. So the FDIC, I guess like all agencies, has its management challenges. And at the top of your list, I noticed cybersecurity of the institutions that it oversees. What is the issue there and how does the FDIC have a role in some bank in its cybersecurity? Uh, Cyber risks affect the safety and soundness of the financial institutions, and they could cause a failure of an institution. The FDIC maintains the deposit insurance fund, which insures the customer bank deposits. All of your listeners probably have those bank deposits up to $250,000. So if a bank fails, um, the deposit insurance fund then swoops in and uh, can reimburse those uh, customers. So the cybersecurity risks at the banks is very important to make sure that the banks have the right cybersecurity profile and that the FDIC examines and supervises those those banks appropriately. Yeah, so that cybersecurity of the banks protects those banks, and in some sense, it also protects the federal government. That's right. That's right. The deposit insurance fund is funded by the banks themselves, um, but the FDIC's agent, the agency needs to protect the uh, deposit insurance fund and has responsibility to ensure the safety and soundness of the banks. And have there been any bank breaches which have resulted in loss of deposits there triggering ha- those payments? There have been some, and the cybersecurity risks at the banks is a major focus for the FDIC. FDIC has a program called INTREX, is the acronym. It's the Information Technology Risk Examination. And it allows the FDIC to go into the banks to examine the cybersecurity profile at the banks. An additional risk that the banks face is the third-party service providers, or TSPs, uh, technology service providers. Many of the banks hire outside contractors to do some of their backroom operations like payroll and payment processing. And those uh, also present risks to the bank in terms of cybersecurity because their system interconnections or interfaces with those third-party processors. Sure. So in your investigation for this year's list, did you find that FDIC is pretty good at this or do they need some work? We, we have some ongoing work in this area, so I'm not at, at the moment not uh, able to answer that question. Uh, but we do have some ongoing work and we are really focused on these issues going forward. Okay. And also, I was going to ask the follow-up question, I guess, logical one would be, how is the FDIC's own cybersecurity? Sure. And that presents another one of the challenges, the third one on the list, which is strengthening the information security management at the FDIC. As you might recall, there was some incidents over the years with respect to the cybersecurity at the FDIC internally. Um, In 2011, there was a sophisticated targeted attack against the FDIC where 90 workstations and servers were compromised at some very senior levels within the FDIC. They've taken actions to address that, um, but also in 2015 and 2016 timeframe, there were some other security incidents, eight in particular, that uh, where departing employees took information from the FDIC. In fact, in one of those instances, an individual took res- resolution plans, which has very sensitive data, and was actually convicted in the Eastern District of New York in Brooklyn 
um, for theft of government property. So those are very significant incidents and uh, something we're taking sure. a very close look at. You sound like a former Justice Department guy. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I was a former prosecutor and uh, uh, very much focused on some of the criminal investigations. Sure. Now, that event for FDIC was some years ago, seven, eight years ago. Right. Have they made progress? They have made progress, and we do our annual FISMA, which is the Federal Information sure. Security Modernization Act, um, audits. It requires IGs to conduct audits every year on the IT security at their respective agencies. And we had some s- significant findings this year with respect to the FISMA audit. Um, there are persistent problems, and they continue. Two in particular I'd highlight. One is re- related to the risk management of the information security, and it ties in with one of our other challenges on enterprise risk management. This is IT security risk management, and we are finding that the ERM, the enterprise risk management, does not have the proper development or maturity level that it should. And so we are focused on that as, a, as another challenge, um, but the FDIC really needs to identify the profile, the risk profile, the inventory of risks, as well as the risk appetite and risk tolerance. That affects the IT security. And the second area would be the enterprise security architecture, which is at a very early stage of development right now at the FDIC, and we'll be monitoring those going forward. We're speaking with Inspector General for the FDIC, Jay Lerner, and I guess they're kind of in tune with the high-risk list, which is cybersecurity across the government is really a big, big issue. Interestingly, it's growing and not shrinking as as time marches forward. Yeah, that's right. And it is similar to the GAO's high-risk list that um, we try to identify the top challenges facing each agency, and this in this case, the FDIC. We spend a lot of time during the course of the year to follow the events both at the FDIC and in the banking sector and Congress, the media, and all other outside risks, as well as what's going on in the FDIC, and then try to identify those top challenges. And talk about managing human capital. That's on your list of challenges. And are they good at it, or do they are they okay at it, but they need to do some work? The, the real risk there is uh, the um, number of retirement-eligible individuals. We found that in 40, uh, there's a 42% of uh, employees at the FDIC that are eligible to retire in the next five years. Right now, that number is about 18%, and it jumps 2.3 times over the the next five years. And so that really presents a management challenge as to leadership gaps, skill set gaps, or even just the institutional knowledge at the agency. And, And the FDIC has a workforce development initiative right now, but it's still at its early phases. So we will be watching that as well. And by the way, you're relatively new to FDIC, not new to the federal government. So having seen several agencies before coming to FDIC, in your view, is it a good place to work? It is a good place to work, and I think uh, people are generally pretty happy there. Uh, I think there are some challenges, as I mentioned, and uh, you know these are things that I believe that the, chair, the new chairman of the FDIC is focused on. And that's really the intent here behind the top challenges is to make sure it's helpful to the policymakers at the FDIC, the chairman or the board of directors, as well as Congress, and frankly, the American people, so that they know how their government agencies operate. And you also mentioned administering the acquisition process. That seems to be a perennial for most agencies. What do they do wrong and what do do they buy? Because it's mostly a think-head agency. They're not buying tanks and planes and 
equipment. The, they don't buy the tanks and planes. That's true. Um, but they do we spend. Hope not. They they do spend uh, approximately five hundred and eighty million dollars every year on contract services. Most of it is within the department, the divisions of administration, DIT, the Division of Information Technology, or the receiverships and resolutions that the FDIC maintains. Those are the three main divisions that make up that amount. But it's almost you know it's over a half a billion dollars. It's a fair amount of money. We have some ongoing work in this area to look at the contract oversight program and particularly the oversight managers to make sure there's proper staffing, resources, as well as policies, procedures, training in those areas. And uh, we've done some individual work on individual contracts, but this, this review is really focused on the overall program. And what was management's reaction to your recommendations, to your list of challenges? They seem to be in agreement and alignment. They understand that these are challenges for the agency, and uh, they have an opportunity to review the document before it becomes public and did not uh, submit any comments at that time. Jay Lerner is Inspector General of the FDIC. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Find a link to his report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to the Federal Drive on demand and on your device at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.